0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee?
1: And does this smell good? Wolfen, down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. <laughs> Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Well, as you can imagine, first week of the NFL season, there's a lot going on. All of today's top sports stories in one place. It's Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Here's Aaron Maloney. Aaron? Aaron?
2: So, yep. Happy anniversary, you two. Thank you. One of us Let's remembered. Well, I only remembered because you tweeted it <laughs> It doesn't it out. matter.
0: You remembered. Well, so, well it's oh not my on goodness, social media. so weird. Really is.
1: It's been a year today. Is that what you're saying?
2: Time flies when you're having fun. Am I, I right, guys?
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Other than that game seven of the Suns, it's been fun. Yeah. That, no, i oh, would well, never. What game brutal.
2: seven? I've already yeah. By the way, I, I do blame
1: you for oh, that. Oh, that's fine. Anyways, yeah. Just jinxed us all.
2: So then, if you jinxed the Suns of yes. the game 7 then yeah. wolf obviously, obviously jinxed us against the panthers yeah. so that was, that's you know game. we'll just call it even but in honor of it being the one year anniversary mm-hmm. what has been your favorite moment of the show so far oh
1: man okay wow um i don't know if it's Boy, my yeah, favorite but it's on the top of my mind cuz cliff's coming in here when cliff described ted lasso as a show for people that love sports <laughs> that are good people and then said it's probably not for you wolf and that was that was one of the better ones. Okay, um, I have to I have to go here. I'm sorry to oh do boy. this, but I
0: have to. When the Arizona Cardinals were ten and two, when they were ten and two, and they were nine and two going into the bye week, nine and two going into the bye, and then they were going to play Chicago, the Bears in Chicago, a team that they should have beat. Um, yet at the same time, you're thinking, oh, it's coming out of the bye, and Cliff hasn't been good out of the bye, and you know, are they really good? To come out and be focused and ready to go, the Bears are desperate, and they were. They came out and beat the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field to go ten and two. Coming off of the bye, that to me, I was like, you don't get to be ten and two unless you are a great football team. And I'll still stand by that to this day. Something happened after that game. What it is, I don't know, but they were 10 and 2, taking care of business on the road, beating a team they should have beaten in the Chicago Bears in bad weather in in a cold weather, and you know what, they went out and they handled their business. What happened? That was my favorite moment the next
1: week the worst moment see what you did what did that have to do with the show hey no I love it all right
2: I was going to ask, like, who's your favorite guest, Ben? But it's got to be Bill Belichick when you get him on in November, right?
1: Yeah, we're
0: we going to get him on again. The pressure
2: now? I feel
0: <laughs> to get okay, Bill Belichick right.
1: on. Hey, Bill.
2: We'll see if I live up to that yeah, pressure.
1: Yeah, no pressure at all.
2: But it's game week for the Cardinals, but there are still some unknowns. Veteran edge rusher Marcus Golden and tight end Zach Ertz are question marks for Sunday's season opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. So head coach Cliff Kings said yesterday that Golden will be a game day decision, and Ertz is day to day. That's not all of the players that are still question marks. So I ask you guys, who do they absolutely have to have back by Sunday in order for you to go into Week One confident?
0: Rodney Hudson. (laughs) Rodney Hudson. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. It's got to be Rodney Hudson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you win this game without Rodney Hudson, but I also don't know how you win this game without Marcus Golden. Um, anybody else on offense, I feel like you could maybe squeeze by. I mean, <laughs> not really. Not against the Chiefs. I think you're going to need 31 points at least to win this game. But specifically Rodney Hudson, Marcus Golden, J.J. Watt. I mean, I could give you eight more names. One of those three.
2: So in week one, do you think this is one of the best, if not the best quarterback matchup that we're going to see?
0: Oh, man. I, yeah, I do. I, I think it is. I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, you're going to see two of the most talented quarterbacks in the universe. Two of the most talented by far and away. Once again, you've got Lamar Jackson all the way to, to the left. Think about this, the spectrum of quarterbacking. Lamar Jackson, great running quarterback, all the way to the left. You've got Patrick Mahomes all the way to the right. Great arm talent. In the middle of that is Kyler Murray. A combination of Lamar Jackson, a combination of Patrick Mahomes. The talent is exceptional. It drips from Kyler
1: Murray. Will the productivity drip from Kyler Murray? It's definitely the best of week one. I'm looking through, I mean... Does Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill do anything for you? Probably not, huh? No. no, okay. There's there's a few that are decent, but none of them, probably Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford's the second best, and I think that's a, a distant second.
2: Okay, Dan Orlovsky, you? Does it rise up <laughs> to the level second. of Kyler versus Patty Mahomes? No. But Jason McCordy on Good Morning Football this morning picked the Cardinals to win the NFC West this year. Interesting, right? Because all the love has been given to the Rams and yeah. the 49ers, but we'll take it. Thank you, Jason McCourty. So, our Sanderson-Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what do the Cardinals have to do to consider the upcoming season successful? Reach the playoffs again, win the NFC West, make the NFC Championship game, go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Not a Super Bowl. Super Bowl (laughs) ring.
1: Can we just say win a playoff game? Win a playoff game would be my answer. Um, If you want to go, if you end up going eleven and six again. It's got to be a different 11-6. and six. Like, if you go 11-6, and six, make the playoffs, and, and get blown out, it's the same as last year. I think win a playoff game, and I will be happy with the season. Yeah, I'd have to go win a playoff game.
0: Sorry, I, may, I created my own answer, but...
2: Well, we can call it E. So, 56% say reach the playoffs again. 16% say win the NFC West. 15% say make the NFC Championship game. And 12% say go to the Super Bowl.
1: I will say this. Winning a playoff game is a lot more important to me than winning the division. If you sneak yep. in at nine and eight, but yep. you take out Tampa or somebody in the playoffs, that's so much bigger to me than going 12 and 4. No doubt about it. They got to get over that hurdle. It's not
0: about getting to the playoffs, it's about winning a playoff game. Max.
2: Ryan Nelson sat down 17 Padres hitters in a row during his MLB debut for the Diamondbacks at Petco Park. While Zach Gallen's scoreless streak has reached 41 and a third innings after seven more shutout innings on Sunday. Guys, what's been more impressive, individuals or the collective? I'm taking it right out of Ron Wolfley's playbook.
1: (laughs) The collective is probably, if you just look at the rookies... Because I, I, I asked this question to a few people, and, and on Twitter, everybody's response was the baby backs, which was two thousand. What well, baby Babybacks, Yeah, baby.
2: That could be a promo.
1: Yeah. That, <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> random right <laughs> there. Could the Babybacks. But the, um, I don't remember the Babybacks. I, I don't think they had this many rookies. They had like two or three that was like, hey, look what's coming up. They didn't have eight guys, eight rookies in one week contributing.
0: No, we, we've seen nothing like this.
1: I really right don't now. believe nothing. we
0: ever have. Listen, I know that a team is made up of individuals. Individuals. I know that better than most. But I will tell you right now, it is the collective. And what the Diamondbacks are doing with the collective since the All Star break right now, are you kidding me? 25 and 17 since the All Star break, 9 and 2 in their last 11 games. And you told me, Luke, 9, 3, and 2 in series.
1: If they win tonight if or tomorrow. If they
0: win tonight or tomorrow, yeah. 9, 3, and 2 in their last 14 series. You've got to be kidding me. What is going on with this team? I don't know based on our needs, but I will tell you right now, watching them is must see. Whether you're doing it in person or watching it on television, it's must-see. Because this is a different brand of baseball. In the in all the years that I've been doing radio for Arizona Sports, 98.7 FM, I've never seen a team quite like this
1: team for the Diamondbacks. Jake McCarthy has three home runs in the last week and then had two more stolen bases yesterday. And he's not even a player anybody even talks about.
2: It's exciting. Well, let's talk about not exciting. You
1: <laughs> don't sound excited um, to talk about this.
2: The Pac-12 took a major college football playoff hit as Georgia and Florida flex in week one. So it could be another cold, dark year for the Pac-12 without a team competing for a national championship. What is your thought?
1: I think USC is their only chance, anyway, to make the playoffs. And I don't know how USC is going to match up against Georgia in a playoff game either. Like, I, sorry, Aaron, because you're in here. I don't. I, I don't think they would lose by 46 to Georgia. But I don't think they would beat Georgia. I don't know that it would necessarily even be that close. Once again, uh, look at what
0: happened at the Pac-12 when they went and played the SEC. They got destroyed by Georgia and Florida, who was not ranked. Florida was not ranked, beat the Utes. Why would you put the SEC in air quotes right there? Be just because. I'm oh. just saying right now. The SEC, okay, man, SEC. SEC. Everyone knows the SEC is better than the Pac-12 and kills the Pac-12. Right? That's what they all believe. And that's the thing that stinks. The narrative was fed on the Pac-12 all over again. It's going to take them years to get out of that. So even if USC plays against Oregon and beats Oregon, what are people going to say about USC beating Oregon? No, nope, you got to be an SEC team. You got to be kidding me. I mean, the they're A- not going. To, strength of schedule is not going to be considered in the Pac-12. The
2: no. new, the new AP Top 25 was released, and Oregon is not in it.
1: Wow! Not even in the top twenty-five. Think about that. still in it? Because we had sorry, <laughs> we had three. We had three Pac-12 teams in the top fourteen to start the season. Which, for all the flack the Pac-12 takes, that's a pretty good ratio at the top. Yes. And two of them, it if totally Oregon dropped all the way out, I don't. I'm guessing Utah's probably like low in the rankings, and USC will be fine. All right, that was wolfing down your lunch. Thank you as always, Aaron. All week, this week we are sending you and your wolf back to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort. And casino, just text Vegas to 62620. Listen for your name anytime during our show. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals home opener. We already had Michelle call in earlier. She's a qualifier for the Vegas trip, but she's got tickets to the Cardinals home opener. That's not bad. So, text Vegas to 62620. It's the first game week of the season. What are you expecting from Cardinals Chiefs in a few days? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on 987 FM, Arizona Sports Station. All right. This is Kyler Murray, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
3: Nobody in this room is fast as this kid. He's like that little kid.
1: You can't catch me. Na, na, na. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Kyler. Murray, and he's going to keep it off the left side. He's at the 10. At the 5, he's in again. Some more Murray magic. Our
3: guy is one of those that gives you a chance every Sunday. And at his best, you know, I don't know who's better in this league.
1: Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. All right, hour number three of the show. Wolf, we've done a lot here. We've already given away uh, tickets to the game against the Chiefs. We've uh, qualified somebody for that uh, Circa trip to Vegas, which could be huge and uh, will be huge in two weeks. We're going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury in just a little bit. now of course, all of this means football season is here. Now, the Cardinals, even though yesterday was Labor Day, they obviously, first uh, full week of the season getting ready, they had some media availability. And I want to start with Jalen Thompson, the recently paid Jalen Thompson. Friend of the show has been on a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about Kansas City's offense specifically without Tyreek Hill.
3: I feel like they they may go a little a uh, little more to Kelsey now. You know what I mean, just because uh, Tyreek isn't there. But um, they have playmakers as well. Other than Tyreek, they have uh, Miko Hardman. They have a couple a couple guys on the edge that can that can do pretty much the same thing that Tyreek did. So, like I said, just stay on our toes and we'll be ready.
0: Yeah, the Mikol's going to mess me up right there because it's I've been working all week of course <laughs> thinking about it the Chiefs the Chiefs the Chiefs. Uh here comes Muckle. Muckle Hardman. Right, Muckle Hartman. I mean, that's at least that's the pronunciation
1: guide right there. Where's Dave Pash when you need him? Don't He's say Mikle. Driving off the road right now, being like, you know, I told Wolf how to pronounce Muckle um, Hartman. Can name. I tell
0: you right now, though, this is going to be fascinating to me because Tyreek Hill is such a huge difference maker. He really, really is. I am fascinated to see just to what degree he impacts this Chiefs offense going forward. I think Andy Reid would tell you that. That it's not going to have any impact. I think Andy Reid himself would tell you that, hey, you know what? We have that kind of speed with Marcus valdez Scantling. We've got that kind of speed with Hardman himself. These he, guys he are
1: 4'3". Reid said that right after the trade. Remember, like two days later, he was on NFL Network while we were doing the show, and he was like, it's not going to change our offense, which isn't exactly that. at
0: this point, even yeah. after training camp, even after preseason games, um, getting ready to go into the regular season. I think he would tell you right now, you know, it hasn't impacted our offense at all. They are a, a Which I have a hard time believing.
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're a scary offense. They don't really have a ton of depth. If you look at their depth chart, so they went out and they were intentional about getting Juju Smith-Schuster, who I do like, and they got Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who is a speed guy. He was playing with Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not sure that like his numbers are going to go through the roof now that he's playing with Mahomes. He was playing with Rodgers. And they've got McCole Hardman, who has been on the Chiefs like he is fast but it's not like he's been and I'm not saying he can't do it this year but I'm just saying if you look at what they have there's their three receivers that's a dangerous offense behind them they don't have much running game they don't have a ton now they've got Patrick Mahomes and they've got Travis Kelsey and that's where this all starts which is why Jalen Thompson said they're probably going to throw more to Kelsey that's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, there's just there's no way to cut it. Them yeah. trading away Tyreek Hill doesn't make them any easier, really.
0: Yeah, you know, he, you left out Travis Kelsey as well. Those three receivers over the top of Travis Kelsey is going to be a big deal. Well, it's, one of the the reasons, it's one of the reasons why they went out and got the speed that they did because they want to run some guys deep and let Travis Kelsey work the middle of the field in particular. That is going to be really interesting to see what kind of impact that has. But again, you're talking about 4-3 speed not 4 nothing speed Tyreek Hill was like 4 nothing. watching him run on the field was a completely different experience it was weird
1: he would put distance I mean he'll still do it in Miami if they can get him the ball but he would be running away from a, a very fast defender and Tyreek Hill would be increasing the distance between him I, it, it is I've
0: not, never seen anything like
1: it. it looks like a video game that broke and, like, something's not right, and there's a glitch, and you have this guy that's 110 on speed when the max is 99. That's I, what Tyreek Hill looks I like. I mean,
0: there was your defensive coordinator running up and down the sidelines saying, Back up! Back up! And saying, Back up! You, you know, back up! And you know, they throw to the Kelsey underneath, yeah. When Tyreek Hill is in there, the dude is screaming, Back up! Okay, so what is that going to do to a defense? This is this is going to be really, really interesting to see how the Arizona Cardinals attack this or don't.
1: That's I know I keep coming back to this, but for me where it turned as far as, okay, I'm a little uneasy, the Cardinals aren't playing anybody in the preseason, is because the Chiefs have. So to me, you go into this game, okay, you're the Cardinals, you haven't played your guys in the preseason. But the Chiefs are are working in basically a new offense without Tyree Kill to a certain yeah. extent, a new version of their offense without Tyree Kill. But they've at least gotten some reps in. So I do wonder if they're going to have something up their sleeve in the first quarter. I'm just worried about the first quarter, really. You can't fall behind the Chiefs 14-3. to That's really tough to come yeah. back. If we get to like halftime on Sunday and the Cardinals are within a score or up, I think they win this game because it's tough to beat the Cardinals. I don't want to say at home because it wasn't last year, but in these openers. And I, I think that Kyler Murray in this offense is comfortable playing in a high-scoring game. But man, they're just, they have so many guys that might be missing for this one. And the Chiefs, I I feel like they're coming into this having at least played together a little bit. And they obviously have Patrick Mahomes, too. Here's uh, here's Cliff Kingsbury talking about the notion that his team is weak at corner against Patrick Mahomes, of all people.
3: Not ideal, that's for sure. That's, that's a pretty good pretty good offense. But um, obviously we've had some stuff out of our control that, that's that's happened over the last six months. And it um, doesn't make it easy, but we're trying to do some things to um, fix that over the next few weeks. So we'll see, see how it plays out. But, yeah, you'd like to have a little more depth and experience, I think, um, going into this one. But it's everybody's dealing with something this time of year.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's right about that. Uh, everyone is dealing with something. Most of it is dealing with the Kansas City Chiefs and the talents of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a lot of people out there dealing with a lot of things in the National Football League. But dealing with the Kansas City Chiefs and how you're going to play them, and week one is going to be fascinating to me. Listen, the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is a bend-but-don't-break defense. That's what they are right there. They're not going to go after the quarterback. you know why, Basin Onions? They don't have to. They don't have to open themselves up and try to take risks and go after a quarterback. Why? Why? Our offense is so good. You know what we're going to do? We're going to try to make an offense prove that they can work the ball down the field. That's what we're going to make them do. We'll try to turn you over, but we're not going to take chances. It's one of the reasons why the Kansas City Chiefs defense last year, 30th in sacks per attempt. Would you say that's good? Thirty. 30th in sacks per attempt going after an opposing quarterback. That's bad, Luke. There are 32 teams in the league. So when going on? you're 30th, that's bad. Why are they doing that? Why don't they take more? Because they're up by 21. Why would they open themselves up, go after a quarterback? They don't have to. They don't do it. They rush for an awful lot of the time. It's only when the game might be hanging in the balance that you'll see Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, open himself up and take some gambles and risks and come after a quarterback. That's the only time you're going to see it that's how they play off their offense. I'm interested to see can the Arizona Cardinals offense put enough pressure, enough strain on this defense and score points
1: and keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. What was what was the stat Calvisi had when he came in here earlier. Mahomes in his season openers is 4-0, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. And the problem with this Chiefs team now is look at their division. They Not that they were going to come in here and take the Cardinals lightly. Hey, we got some time to you know ease into the start of the season. But they don't have any margin for error in the NFC West because you got Russell Wilson, you got Vegas, you've got the Chargers. So you're going to get a motivated Chiefs team and you're going to get a team that I think is is ahead of the the schedule with uh, in terms of the Cardinals just in the sense that they have have gotten some game reps in in the preseason. So the question to me is how quickly can the Cardinals make that up during the game on Sunday? And if they can do it, then I think you have a chance. Because I do think that this this Cardinals team on offense, when you have this many weapons, you always have a chance. But we got to get some clarity on some of these questionable guys. I just want to say this quickly right now. I think this is going to be the key to the game.
0: Write it down, base and rings. Who cares? It's not a prediction. It's a guess. I think the defense that plays best should ultimately win this game and the defense that plays the best will be the defense that turns the o turns over the offense
1: the most see i i think that along turnovers. those lines I, that's going to be it. I think the Cardinals can win this game, but I think they're going to have to turn the Chiefs over to win this game. If you tell me the turnovers are 0-0 at the end of the game or 1-1, I don't know. I Like I said, i got to hear who some of these Cardinals are that yep. are questionable if they're going to play or not, but I, I do think Isaiah Simmons or Jalen Thompson or Marcus Golden, if he plays, are capable of, of, of making a game-changing play on defense. they got to be out there, obviously. Text us your thoughts to the Fandle text line at 620-620 right now. We come back to D-backs continue to roll, and they're doing it with uh, an eye on the future and an eye on history. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Okay, Wolf, I got some numbers to throw at you with the D-backs. There's a lot. I mean, you can tell things are going well when you are just getting a string of in-game emails from the PR department because Zach Gallen is challenging history, and then you've got a rookie like Ryan Nelson come in, and all of a sudden he is putting together the sort of and major league debut that the yeah. players don't typically, most pitchers don't typically put together. But I got a couple other numbers. So can I you. guess
0: some numbers right here? You um, can. 25, 25, 20, 22. 22.
1: Are we doing... um, uh, Is this the lottery? I'm going to write these numbers. 19. 19, okay. Did you guess? Let's see. Shane Dome, Emmett Smith. Did you say Zayvon Collins? Um, Okay.
0: A lot of the ages out there. Some of these guys, can you imagine right now, the farm, the farmers that are up and producing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is nothing short of fascinating. So,
1: I'm looking over the last week. Jake McCarthy, three home runs, two stolen bases, a 318 (laughs) average.
0: Jake McCarthy, just right there. Stop right there. What are you becoming, dude? Who are you?
1: Well, how about Stone Garrett over the last
0: week, uh, Hitting 500? Yeah, okay, you had to bring up Stone Garrett.
1: I got to bring up Stone Garrett because I feel like he gets lost in the shuffle because he is not a prospect we've been hearing about for years and years, like Corbin Carroll and Alec Thomas and some of these guys. But Stone devouring Garrett devouring major league pitching. His uh, <laughs> right I want to make sure I have this. He's over 400, well over 400. Yeah, 424 batting average. Yes. And now it's not like hell oh, yeah, good for you, Stone. You had five at bats. No, he's had 33 and he's still hitting. Four twenty four. Those weren't even the numbers I was going to throw at you. I oh, mentioned and he's hitting for power, too. Yeah, he basically two hits every time he's out there, and he at least a double for one of those. Jake McCarthy. I think I said this to you off the air before. McCarthy. Wolf is second among uh, Major League rookies this year at OPS in all of baseball. So like ahead of Julio Rodriguez and Seattle, like just unbelievable what he has put together. And then there's this. This is the stat you've been referencing for a while. d backs eight three and two in series since yes. the all-star break. Yes. Now I wanted to I wanted to look at the best team and see how close that that compares to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are 10-2 and 1 in series since the all-star break.
0: 10-2 and 1.
1: Now, record I mean the Dodgers swept a lot of these series. I'm not saying the D-backs run level yes. as the Dodgers, yes. but but and the Dodgers lost yesterday and the D-backs won yesterday. So if that happened again tonight, the D-backs would win another series, the Dodgers would lose their series. They would basically be like a half series behind the Dodgers since the all star break. Yeah.
0: Uh <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Playing with rookies. Stone Garrett, who are you? What are you gonna become Jake McCarthy? Um listen, the Diamondbacks, sixty five and sixty nine, Ron Wolfley reporting. <laughs> 65 and 60. They're four games under 500. What were they? Got down to 13? Was it 13 games under
1: 500? It, it started to slip away um, before the break. And even after the break, they on August 1st, not that long ago, Wolf, on August 1st, they lost an 11 to Cleveland and dropped to 45 and 57. Okay, there it is. 12 games.
0: Okay, right around there. D-backs 65 and 69. They're 9-2 and two in their last 11 games. 25 and 17 since the All-Star break and as Luke said if they beat the Padres the Padres if they beat the Padres today or tomorrow they'll be 9-3 and 2 in series wins since the All-Star break
1: This has also been getting thrown at me I don't know if you're getting this to Wolf on Twitter They're not like, I don't think they're making the playoffs. There are games back of a playoff spot. But there are a lot of people looking and saying, well, that team that they're chasing, technically, is the Padres, and you still play them six more times. So if you go crazy <laughs> against the Padres, I, look, I, I'm not even asking oh, yeah. for that. Right. But, but go ahead. And and I, I don't think you can stress this point enough. I'm looking at the active roster right now. Okay, These are guys that are rookies on this team. Okay, This is not, hey, here's a young player playing one. I'm talking okay. about flat-out rookies. This okay. is not the Josh Rojas, Zach Gallin, and them. Okay, Tom. Tommy Henry's a rookie. Yes. Ryan Nelson's a rookie. He had a pretty good game. Yes. Uh, Kyle Nelson is a rookie. Yes. Uh, let's see. Emmanuel Rivera is technically a rookie. He'd only played, I think, 23 games before this year. Geraldo Perdomo is a rookie. Uh, Corbin Carroll, Stone Garrett, Cooper Hummel, Jake McCarthy, Alec Thomas. So the entire here's the outfield experience: rookie, 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 and then Dalton Varsho is the vet of the outfield. He's I, okay. played one year.
0: Have you ever seen anything like that no. in a game of baseball?
1: That that's why when I people mean, honestly. when people push back and say, "Well, the baby backs were like this," they weren't like this. Not like
0: this. It was no it was way. a few
1: guys, and and there was the excitement over what was it, Justin Upton, Chris Young, a couple other guys, but it, it wasn't like this where you have. Eight of those rookies are making an impact pretty consistently no, now,
0: and it's not even. You know what's so amazing about this? It's not just the fact that they're rookies, of course. It's not just the fact that they're winning. It's not just the fact that they're going out there and Jake, they're hitting and they're. It's not that. It's how they do it. It is watching them in the field, how they defend in the field and how good they are and how much ground they cover when they're running down a fly ball. It's how good they are, and it's how many times they beat out an infield hit, how many times they extend a base hit to a double, how many times that they're out there causing all sorts of trouble on the base paths, how many runs are scored because of their flat-out speed and athleticism. It is if you watch this team play and if you've watched them play since the all star break, it is truly a different brand of baseball. That's the only thing I can say. Do you know how weird that is to say that? It's a different brand of
1: baseball. That sounds like yeah. a tagline for next year. Yeah, like If they is. go with that as their marketing campaign, I think they owe you something. No, you know what? Speedball. That's, go with it, because
0: that's what it is. It's
1: speedball. Speedball sounds like something you played in gym class when like your teacher hadn't come up with a plan for that day. and Just, like, we're going to call this speedball.
0: Exactly. I mean, honestly, baseball, the pace of play and everything else, and yet these guys are putting the ball in play and legging it out. That's why I love
1: this team. I would argue baseball needs teams like this. They really I do. would. I would totally agree with you, man. I'm not of that mindset of, oh, nobody loves baseball anymore, but we've seen the other sports evolve a little bit to, to just keep up with the speed of, and I don't think it's like a younger generations can't follow baseball. No, I think it's just people in 2022. We all have shorter attention spans in 2022, and baseball is is still predominantly a slow game, but the D-backs play games now where it's like, yeah, that went three and a half hours, but it didn't feel like three and a half
0: no, hours. No, not only that, too. I mean, who wants to see a home run derby? I'm sorry. All these guys striking out, they're either striking out or they're hitting a home
1: run. I'll see I, a home run derby if it's Aaron Judge, but if it's just a bunch of guys that don't have pop swinging for the fences, that's not a home run and derby. And it's
0: kind of like I'm glad you brought up Aaron Judge and what Aaron Judge is doing. He's out of control. Oh my goodness. He's you are a unbelievable. Sick, sick. All right, indeed for Aaron Judge. Doing. Okay. Yet at the same time, there's got to be contrast. There's got to be difference. It can't all be the same kind of thing. Strikeouts or home runs, it can't be. Show me baseball in all of its glory, all of its beauty. It's like football, blending the old and the new. Do it. I want to see all of it, not a slice of it. And that's what
1: baseball's been doing wrong, it, I think, it the worst decade. When Aaron Judge does it because he hits the home run, when it's just a bunch of guys popping out or striking out every inning, that's not, no, you need the contrast. You're right. When we come back, Cardinals kept five running backs, have you heard? How are they going to use them in week one against the Chiefs? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is James Conner, and you're listening to 98.7 FM,
3: Arizona Sports Station. The challenges that he went through in college and coming into the league, man, you know, he has, like, unstoppable
1: heart. Gives to Conner up the middle. He's got a crease at the 35 of the 40. Stiff arms. Breaks a tackle at the 50. Near side, 45, 40. Shoves the defender to the ground. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to the table. I'm going to get to another pro, but I'm going to continue to score touchdowns. I'm going to do all of that and bring this mindset to a team.
3: The mentality to me is kind of what sets him apart. I us start waking them boys up. D, do, do what you do. Wolf and
1: Luke. Talk Cardinals No. All right, well, um, actually here, before we get into this, we're looking at the top 25 during the uh, break. So Oregon drops out. USC moves up to 10. Utah only drops to 13. And I'm looking at the top 25. Utah's the only team that lost that's still in the top 25, other than Notre Dame, who lost to Ohio State in a close game. So, like, Wow. <laughs> a lot of credit for Utah even though they just What is lost. going on? They love the Utah Utes apparently. I, I mean, they're a good team. They are a good team. They are a good it's, team. Yeah, they're they, very very physical.
0: They got beat by an SEC team that was not ranked though.
1: Just don't ever say the final score of the game. You know how in college football they always say, "Well, it's not it's not the score. It's just whether or not you won or lost. We're not we're not taking into account margin of yeah, that's garbage because Oregon dropped all the way out and Utah dropped like Six spots. And Utah lost to a worse team than Oregon <laughs> lost
0: Yeah, to- <laughs> not only that, um, man, they think a lot of the Utes, too, because Florida, who beat the Utah Utes, moved up to 12. From Unranked. unranked in one through 12. <laughs> one Man, I guess they had four down there. I guess they are good, boys.
1: It must be amazing um. if they beat Utah. <laughs> uh, all right. Five running backs was a storyline for the Cardinals throughout all of training camp and the preseason. How could they possibly keep five running backs? I remember Dave Pass trying in vain to explain to Wolf, Wolf, they're going to keep five. And Wolf was like, they would never keep five, Dave. Ever. Uh, well, they've kept five. And uh, now the question is, how are you going to use all of them in week one against the Chiefs? Cliff? was asked that yesterday do you know your running back rotation
3: i do i mean james is gonna play and we're gonna um, be smart with him and not wear him out but those other guys have earned uh playing time as well and we'll see where ward fits in coming off that injury but you know and and daryl did a nice job this camp and then key um had a great preseason and, and we're excited about his future
0: Okay.
1: You're going to go ahead and read deep on that one? I'm trying. I'm going to read he deep?
0: He said more than I thought he was going okay. to. Okay. What, what, did, what did you hear? Well, that? first
1: of all, he admitted yeah. James Conner is the starter. Okay. That's, yes, he did. That's,
0: that's progress. Okay, that's good. James Conner. And then what was the next name he said?
1: He asked about Jonathan Ward, or he said, We don't know how he's going to, you know, if he's healthy or not, how he's going to fit in. Then he said Eno. Eno. And, and Darryl Williams. Have done a nice job. And then, Eno. And then Keontae, he said okay. future. So I'm assuming Keontae yeah. is probably not playing
0: yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Let's read deeply into that one, shall we? No, he said Eno first. Okay. He did. So Eno you know, as the changeup back to James Conner. That I, I see that, man. I really do. Like it makes sense to me to think in rundown situations, um, maybe we're not going to use Eno. Maybe we're gonna use Eno a lot in situations like third and obvious pass situations. Maybe that's what they're gonna do as a changeup, of course. A guy that comes in, he's good in blitz pickup, a guy that can actually catch the ball coming out of the backfield. We know James Conner. can do that as well, but you need to give this guy a break. You need to give him a blow from the time The other thing to time. he said
1: in there. What? Do you want to play it again? Let's let's, yeah, let's play yeah, this. This right. is Cliff uh, asked if he knows his running back rotation.
3: I do. I mean, James is going to play, and we're going to um, be smart with him and not wear him out. But those other guys have earned uh, playing time as well, and we'll see where Ward fits in coming off that injury. But, you know, and, and Daryl did a nice job this camp, and then Key um, had a great preseason, and, and we're excited about his future.
1: What do you make of we're going to be
0: smart with him, James yeah. Connor? Well, that, that you know, we're not going to drive him into no, the ground. Definitely. He's not going to be in every down back.
1: But by the end of last season, they kind of had to. Yeah. So that's – I think we're going to well, see, see...
0: Yeah, what do you mean?
1: I think we're going to see Connor obviously lead the way, but I think we're going to see Eno and Darryl Williams have an impact Darryl on the game. Darryl
0: Williams!
1: Yeah. I think we're is, three backs. see
0: to me. I think if, if something were to ever to happen to James Connor, it would be Darryl Williams that would get the next shot at the vast amount of reps going into run-down situation. First and 10, second and 1-6. to six.
1: I think he would get the reps. So you think Darryl Williams is out there you know, for James Connor, hey James needs a rest, but we're still running this part of the offense. Here comes Daryl Williams. Yes. He knows the change of pace.
0: He knows the change of pace guy and a guy that's going to be more third and obvious, a third down back. That's just a guess. We'll see.
1: Uh, here's Daryl Williams. If he's comfortable with the running back rotation right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm very comfortable. Um, you know,
3: game day always a different story because you never know how things are going to turn out. And um, you know, I just,
1: I just can't wait for Sunday. For Sunday, he gets his former team on Sunday too. That's lost in the shuffle of all this. You know what I
0: thought about that, too? I was thinking um, at 2.30 in the morning, uh, I woke up, I could not go back to sleep, all jacked up thinking about the season that looms for the Arizona Cardinals, and I was thinking about Daryl Williams. And what is Daryl Williams telling Cliff Kingsbury? Write that down. We need to ask him. What is D-Will? Because you know Cliff will give us the full answer. Oh yeah, he'll probably hand what- <laughs> us the paper. Like This is <laughs> what he told me. But I do. I wonder what is going on, right? How how much information is Daryl Williams divulging and do the Arizona Cardinals trust him enough to actually take the information from Daryl? I don't know Daryl personally. I don't. I don't know what kind of pro he is. I know what kind of pro I've been told that he is but I don't know it because I'm not sitting inside that running back room but I wonder if he's a student of the game. To what degree is he a student of the game We can actually pass along these insights and this information that could make a difference if, on Sunday.
1: If there were a room that you could sneak into and sit in, it'd be the running back room because there's totally. already so many people in there. Oh,
0: my goodness. If you
1: snuck into the corner room, they'd be like, hey, there's only supposed to be one of us in here. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. I don't look like a corner. They've- well, no, but that's not the point. The point is they have five running backs. And like a full back, they'd be man, like, yeah. uh, Wolf, can you get out of the cornerback room right now? Uh, here's another one from Cliff talking about Jonathan Ward specifically and how healthy he is going into week one. Close. Oh. <laughs> Close. <laughs> That's great. Jonathan
0: Ward. <laughs> close. You know what? I'm going to put that in the positive what? file. though. Uh, I'm you? putting that in the positive pile right here. Close.
1: I'm going to put that in the less than one second answer category. Yeah, you know what? You don't know, do you? But he's close. Can I just tell you this? We're going to have Cliff in here uh, next hour. He's going to yeah. join us. He's going to do it every week this season. Right. Uh, I'm not asking him about Jonathan Ward's health. You're not I'm not do going it. to because there's 18 other players I got to ask okay, first, right? And yeah, I just. What are you gonna? How are you gonna
0: do that? That's gonna be so I'm difficult. Not, I'm not gonna ask him about that? every injury. Don't don't I'm not no, going no, Don't to. do
1: that. Your horrible idea yeah. is not coming up. <laughs> yeah, with. admittedly, so horrible. Um, at what sort of advantage do you think they have with this now? Like, can they? How many guys do they dress at this position? You dress in three. What running back? Yeah, running back. You can't <laughs> five? dress five.
0: Okay, Jonathan Ward, just sit down.
1: Yeah, just sit down, uh, Jonathan.
0: Right we know you're close. You're banged up. You're close. close. You gotta sit down. Yeah, see, we, we know need you're close. you. We need you in Vegas, baby. <laughs> we need you in Vegas. You sit down right there. Um, hey, Keontae. But you know what, Keontae's a good special I, I, teams don't player. don't have to talk me into Keontae Ingram. That's, he's a good special I'm teams player. I'm all in player, on Keontae. So I think, he, I think there's a real shot. We'll see him dress four. Really? Four, oh, yes. Okay. I think we'll see him dress four. Um Honestly, how many tight ends? Uh, three tight ends. That's what I say. I, I think game day you're going to see three yeah, fine. tight ends. Okay. How many receivers? Um, offensive linemen. I think you're going to see eight. Eight offensive uh, I'm linemen. i right so Eight. Okay, how many? What are we at right now as we do math live? Uh, we're already on at 15. Okay, we're at 15. Two quarterbacks. Two right? quarterbacks. Okay. Of course, only two. Okay. Let's not get crazy. I don't even have a third. Uh, five wide receivers. No. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. DeAndre Hopkins. No. Six. Six wide receivers? Six wide receivers. Who's the sixth one? Andy. Because okay. Greg Dorch is going to be what? Greg Dorch is going to be, no, no, Antoine Wesley. I forgot about Antoine Wesley, right? Well, we
1: don't know if he's playing. In fact, I don't think he is playing, is he? Right, it? so again, that'd be five. That's it incorrect. can only be five. I think they it only have only five, five
0: active. There we go, five. Oh, goodness. All right, that makes it really nice right there and really simple. Five wide receivers. So what are we at? Yeah, it's only 22 offensive players. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, who are we missing? <laughs> what, what? You, you wrote something Here, how about another offensive
1: lineman? You want another offensive offensive linemen, I can give you one more offensive lineman. Uh, rarely, though, are you
0: going to dress nine offensive linemen right, well, 53. Maybe they should have kept more running backs. Um, okay, that's, I think Luke, he, he, I think he, he misremembered No, this is this is okay. Math, First of all, this I is think. from
1: 45 seconds ago. Okay. I didn't misremember. Right. <laughs> Two quarterbacks. Um, okay, eight, fine. Eight offensive linemen, three <laughs> tight ends, four running backs, five receivers. Okay. Yeah, that's 22. All right, 22. <laughs> None of that was even I my was question. not prepared
0: for that whatsoever. 20? 22.
1: Well, you have to dress uh, fourteen inside linebackers because that's how many they count. Who's who's the number f- three receiver on? And are we, are we assuming Rondell Moore is going to play? Yes, he's going to play. All right. So then, who's the number four receiver? Okay, number four, I would have to say um, Andy
0: Isabella. Okay, so Dorch is five. Dorch is going to be okay. five, and Dorch is going to be your punt return, kick returner.
1: So that's Andy, what I think. Andy Isabella is going to get a chance to I, make I plays. I think
0: Andy Isabella. I think ten personnel. What are we going to see? It. Maybe 12% of the time, maybe 14% of the time, maybe even 15 a little kooky on a Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, who have problems stopping the pass. By the way, did I already talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense being a little suspect? You did. Because it has
1: been. And this brings me back to what we were talking about last week. If those are your four receivers, I just want to see one play with those four receivers where A.J. Green takes like three steps and it's just like, I'm fine. Because he's got... Andy Isabella streaking down the field and Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore yes good luck Yeah, good luck covering all three of them
0: boy that's going to be can we say four verts please that's got to become part of the arsenal for the Arizona Cardinals four verts okay but four okay, verts so what you do is you release four wide receivers yeah. all the way down the field deep routes right yep. there and then you take the running back and he drifts out into one of the flats but if you it just goes out there into the flat and then all of a sudden you let Kyler Murray I just pull let him the ball run down yeah, and and
1: run if you Move the chains, four boys. Four verts with those guys. How far down the field does AJ Green get when those other three are already twenty-five yards down the field?
0: You know, let's let not disrespect. I'm not AJ Green.
1: Green will be open right. underneath. is my point. Green. I like don't
0: worry about one deep AJ. That's it's just that's an interesting group to
1: have to run with. Luke doesn't think you can get behind any. I don't think anymore. you can keep up with Andy Isabella, Hollywood Brown, hey, Luke, and uh, Ronald Moore. When
0: AJ's covered, he's still open. That's fine with that. He's your underneath. He's like a scarecrow on a stick.
1: Even when you go four verts, he's your underneath guy. Those other three are your other three receivers. All right, we come back. Cardinals' first injury report of the season gets released tomorrow, and it's probably going to say a lot. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.